Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of the Cathode Ray Podcast. This week, Steve is back. First of all, good to see you, Steve. Happy to see you, mate. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And um, I guess thank you to Roger for stepping in and doing such a uh, <laughs> wonderful job there. Of uh, He was at a moment's notice, bro. You, you, if you show any weakness, <laughs> you show any weakness, Roger's going to be clawing out. He's going to be fixing CRT soon and shit. Yeah. However, also on the show today, uh, we have graphic designer. He's someone whose work, I dare say, if you're in our community, you've definitely seen this guy's work <laughs> before. And his name is Mason Conrad, and he's a graphic designer. And where you might know him from is the many, many YouTube thumbnails that he has designed. Uh, most recently, do working for stuff like Bob at Retro RGB. He's doing some Steve's thumbnails now. Even if you're on my channel, he started because he's it's a good stuff. And wanted to talk to Mason today. He's a guy in the community, whether you've heard of him or not. <laughs> you know, and that's very interesting. People really behind mm-hmm. the scenes. And also to talk to Mason a little bit about uh, designers, creatives, freelancers, how that work is. And maybe uh, if you ever need to engage with a creative person or a freelancer in your work or, you know, maybe you're creating stuff, maybe you'll get some tips through this episode about what it's like from the other side. And we all know the memes about graphic (laughs) designers having a million edits and, you know, terrible customers. How can you not be a terrible customer? How can you be a good customer, let's say, (laughs) to a freelancer? We'll try to answer that. So, Mason. Hello. Mason, how you doing, mate? I'm doing doing good. good. Thanks for having me, guys. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. That's doing cool, very man. good. So where are you based? Where are you based out of? What's your average day look like on a day to day? Yeah. Basis? So right now, um, my sleep schedule is terrible. So I usually wake up whenever I want in southeastern Ohio. <laughs> uh, there's no restaurants, nothing really fun around here. So I just get up and come to the office room. That's where I'm at right now. Um, I just bought a house, so I have a room dedicated for this now. Um, so I just kind of come here and hang out on my computer, get distracted by Twitter once in a while, um, and I'll just hang out, work on commissions. Nice. So why did you, did you recently move to, have you always been in Ohio, Ohio uh, or so you recently I, moved Yeah, out? so I grew up in Texas, actually, Dallas area. Um, and then whenever I was nine, uh, well, I didn't grow up there, you know, but the first nine years of my life were in Texas. And then my mom uh, left my father and then we moved to Ohio. Uh, so we've been here for about 15 years now. So it has okay, been right. a very so different experience. You're staying regional. Yep. Yep. So it's been an adventure so far, but now I'm just hanging out in Ohio. Okay. Hey, it's all right. We can, we can do that. Steve, you're living in the countryside as well. I know it is countryside America there, middle America. We're like in the part That's of right, America yeah. where like if you walked outside and just kicked a football, us Midwesterners are just out to catch it. Like we're like a hop, skip and a jump <laughs> away. We're not that far. It's fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, for example, I drive my kid to school and, and on the way we have to literally watch out because ducks will cross within like two blocks of the school at the street ducks and i like i don't believe ducks and i'd it's it's insane because there's like one sign where it says ducks crossing oh, and wow. i'll be damned if the things aren't crossing at that <laughs> exact spot it's like there's all this room like it's ducks never wow. cross at this yeah. duck crossing wow. and there they are just waddling over into somebody's backyard over here from a park to there so and wow. it, it's just filled with like cornfields and cows and so you just get that lovely smell of manure every morning starting to hit <laughs> from the sunrise so yeah it's a different thing out here in the country that's fair enough well i was giving look I'm, I'm giving you two guys shit saying you live in small town but i'm the guy that lives in the country with 1.4 million people in the whole country so uh you want to talk about there's small towns and well let's say small countries so it's okay i i get you yeah, so let's get into here with Mason. I wanted to actually mm. um, 
Mason and I originally had first met in person yeah. uh, at the most recent Retro World Expo, and he, um, we had some great conversations. But I, I was, uh, I thought maybe we could start if you want to go through a little bit about your past because he was actually a creator here on YouTube um, a while back, and I don't know. I mean, it was a pretty interesting little story but um just to set up how kind of you got into yeah because i think that that probably is a background as it's to how you got into definitely what you're doing the setup. yeah that's a good part of the okay. story it's it's relevant um so i'm pulling up a post on instagram because i showed steve this it's actually it's a <laughs> it's something that relates to the youtube channel i'll show in a minute but um so years ago my dog had passed away and um i was like really really ups i was 12 13 i was really depressed about it um, first wave of depression in my life. It was just a thing. So like months go by, I'm still just in a drought. I got on um, Club Penguin back in the day from Disney. Um, just my old account logged in, met this dude. He was like, hey, go to this chat room if you have a Nintendo 3DS. And I was like, numbers don't pop up on Club Penguin because that's like a safety issue. But it did there. I was like, okay. So I went there. I'm trying to really make the story short because it's a long story. But this That's guy... Fine. Good, man. We got all yeah, day. Don't cool. worry. Yeah, Go don't, for it. Tell, don't us don't Tell us the story. Okay. Yeah. So, I hear it. Anyway, so out of the 50-something servers on Club Penguin, you know, the one room out of the 30 that are in this server that I'm walking into, waddling, you know, I'm a penguin at the time, mm -hmm. um, some dude's message pops up with a number... I'm like, you can't use one through nine. Like, it just doesn't, like, it's like a kid typing their phone number. You just shouldn't do that. So, like, it's a safety issue. But it's like, if you have a 3DS, go to this chat room. And I'm like, first off, you're promoting a website that's not Club Penguin. And it's a random chat room. And you have a, a number in your message. Like, there's a reason this is popping up in my head. I come to find out, yeah. you know. So, me being curious, I'm like, I have a 3DS. And I had just gotten it, something to distract myself from my dog, you know. So, I went to this chat room. And um, there was this kid there named Lucas. Now, Lucas today is my best friend, lives in New Jersey. Um, I've known him for 11 years now. But way back in the day, he had a YouTube channel. And so it was. we didn't know each other. We didn't have any form of verification of identity. No video on this chat room. Like, totally risk it for the biscuit type of communication. Um, so, like, we, we became really good friends. And, like, we got to talking. We started a Nintendo blog together. Um, and at that point, he had a YouTube channel he had started. Uh, at the time, he was 10, so I was like 12, 13. Um, he was like, you should start a YouTube channel. And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, well, you like Nintendo? I'm like, well, yeah, but is that what I would talk about? Like, that feels weird. I, I don't know. Not that it's weird. It just I don't feel like I knew enough about the company or like whatever at that time to be, um, sure. I guess, involved in that way. And so he's like, just try it. Make one video. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I did one. Um, my dad and I built the shelf. It was like, had all the power-ups on the side. We carved it out of wood. Like, we built it all. Uh, the shelves were like blocks from Mario, like the question block and like the exclamation points from Mario 64, et cetera. Um, the favorite game ever. It's, I love it. Um, but it was a lot of references from like Mario. So it was fun. But that little hobby ended up being this room. Trying to get it to. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Like, turn the brightness up a Starting little bit. Starting from that one shelf. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah looks I can good. see that there. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, It'll come through later, but later we get the high-res version getting it exported. So yeah, so... We'll see it all. Okay, okay. cool. Well, uh, it might be a little blurry. I don't know for sure, but <clears throat> basically, like, I ended up collecting. That became my shtick on YouTube for eight years. Um, I saw... I worked... or I guess back then I watched, like, a lot of um, gaming channels and stuff get, like, review copies and stuff from Nintendo, and I'm like, I want to do that. Because, like, they got it for free and they got it early. It just sounded like a really cool perk. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was kind of like my own little mission to get on YouTube. 
And it's like back then I was 14. I had the numbers in mind over the passion for it, which was a bad idea. You know, that's like, I'll tell anybody Mm -hmm. that now, if you're doing it for the money, you're in it for the wrong reasons. But it's like, I really did get into like the collecting side of it though. So I worked at Taco Bell at that time, whenever I was like 16, 17 in that era, I'd go to a Toys R Us and wipe out an aisle of toys that I didn't. Sorry, if you have a dog, he's walking around. Um, <laughs> no worries. But um, I'd go raid a whole Toys R Us aisle and just swipe everything Nintendo logo on it that I didn't have and go make a pickups video at the, after, you know. Because, um, like, I was living at home. I didn't have much to spend my money on. Mm. Like, that was my hobby. So it worked out. Were you getting any money back? Were you getting any money back at that stage already? Uh, from YouTube, no. So I had a really yeah. I wanted subscribers. I wanted to. I, I it wasn't for the sake of having subscribers. I wanted to have an audience and like have a community built. Yo. But it's like that's okay. Yeah. Um. But like at that point, um, I never paid attention to the analytics. I didn't know how to read them, or I didn't care rather. Mm. So it's like I just made whatever popped in my head, whatever was relevant. Um, kind of, it was like a news channel, but also like unboxings, etc. Like I wasn't trying to stay first in line to talk about this topic or whatever, but like, I still wanted mm. to get my opinion. So like it was, I didn't pay attention to the relevance of topics or go in when the topic's hot, that kind of thing. I just kind of did stuff whenever I want. Uh, but that lasted for eight years. Um, in that time mm. I became a Nintendo ambassador where they started sending me the review copies and stuff. Um, that mm. was an experience. Uh, they kicked me out. That's, that's another story. But um, basically, <laughs> like, they're very strict, though. Um, so sure. okay. that was, it was just, and, right. yeah, it was a bad time. But what might be a minor thing yeah, for some reason like, is a big thing. It's a good end. story, too. I have it. But, you know, you, you tell me what you want to hear. I'll tell you. But um, <laughs> let's get back to, we'll circle back to this yeah. one. Don't worry. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was just that I started YouTube. I finished there two years ago. And at that point, I made a tweet. I was like, hey, I'm done with YouTube. I made a video. I gave the channel to my friend, actually. He's uh, using it now. Um, He's not that active on it currently, but he has plans to do that. Um, So whatever. About what year is this This moment where you're making this change in your life? What year was this? I believe 2019. Really late 2019. Like December, I think. Okay. Wow. So um, at that point, I woke up one day. After I hit 10K, I literally woke up the next day. And I looked around in that room and I'm like surrounded by Mario stuff staring at me. And I'm like, this, what am I doing? I'm done. I I just, I woke up the next day and I hit my goal and I was like, what's next? So at that point I was like, okay, well, whatever. I'm still at that point. um, So 2019 happened. 2017, I mentioned this before we started the call. I had a really bad car wreck um, five years ago today, September 20th. Um, so that's odd timing, but like for the sake of the story, like that happened and that made me realize I was working at talk about the time, uh, just starting out college for the, uh, associates, um, digital media. Um, so I was at talk about one day and my mom came in and she was talking to me. I'm at the front counter, just sitting there with my little apron on and the hat. And she's like, Hey, um, you know, orientations tonight. Right. And I was like, yeah. And I wasn't planning on going though. It was just community college. I didn't really like the social aspect of it. And she's like, are you going to go? And I was like, I was afraid to tell her no, you know? So she, she gave me hell for it. Um, so like in the middle of talking while she's like screaming at me really subtly, but I'm like, people can hear you mom, you know? And so she was basically telling me go, like, if you don't like it after a week, just stop, just at least try. So I knew if I didn't go that night, I'd be screwed. So I went, 
And um, after that, like, I, I loved it. So I did that. But, like, okay. during college, I had this car wreck on my way to class one day. I was six weeks ahead in my graphic design class, of course. Um, and I was going to just go to hang out. And I crashed my car into a semi. So that day, though, I realized, like, I was working at Taco Bell. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, like, in that moment, for three seconds, I was doing three donuts on the interstate, realizing, like, I was going to die. That was the only time in my life I had ever faced death that close in the face. Like, it was, it seemed like 999% chance I was I was dead. Because, like, I was going 75, slammed into a corner of a semi, my car got destroyed, windows busted, airbags, everything, the whole nine yards. But I didn't have a scratch on me. And that day, I was like... I got to do something different. I'm not happy, you know, because like life could be over today. And that was a depressing thought to me. And I was like, what am I doing? Like talk about was fine. But like, I also realized in that moment after that car crash happened, like there's so much potential that I'm wasting by just being a talk about. And so at that point, um, I started college, you know, I kept going there. Uh, that didn't really help me that much. All the things I've gotten into post-college 95% of it hadn't had anything to do with college. Like it was just a good place for me to be. I met good people. Uh, still hang out with them, go to lunch with Did my, you, what skills, what were the, yeah. were some skills at least, would you say like yeah. you learned how to use Photoshop better or something at college? Maybe? So what I didn't realize was like, and it was an intro to media program, but I thought it was like a full on, here's the ropes of everything type of thing. But okay. I walked in there knowing more about Photoshop than my professors. So that was really awkward. Um, and I'm not trying to be like, I, it was just how it was. Like he would tell sure, the class how to do things. And I'm like, it. well, Tim, you know, you can do like control all a for that. He's like, we're showing this way, Mason. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, just trying to be helpful. But then like the other half of class, he'd have me go grade the left half of the room. And I'm like, cause I'm just weeks ahead. Like I was just there, but, uh, it was an intro to graphic design. It was Photoshop and illustrator. Um, they did photography, video editing, storytelling, um, they have a drone course now that I wasn't um, at the college for at that point because they just revamped the program. Um, there was Adobe Dreamweaver, like web design. Oh, that, dang. Yeah, it was it was bad. Uh, Adobe Animate. Spitting out some .html yeah, yeah. files, maybe? And then, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, then there was like um, 3D Ma 3DS Max, 3D Studio Max, uh, like for 3D modeling and stuff we had a semester for. Uh, so it was a lot of like get your hands dirty and some different things and kind of find what sticks. Uh, but at that point, mm -hmm. like I'm doing YouTube thumbnails and editing and all that. I wanted everything. I wanted to do everything. I still do. And like the fact that I can't yeah. spend every second of the day awake 24 seven learning all of this is a sad. It's a sad mm -hmm. thought to me. Like I want to know how to do it okay. all. And you know, you love it so much. I do, and it's like I, I'm, Great, I'm finding myself in a position now. Like I just bought a house with YouTube thumbnail money, and it's like that's something I know a lot of people can't say. And it's like you know, I'm in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, but still, like you know, it's something that I have taken a lot of pride in the last few months because of that happening. Like I just realized, like I'm, I'm getting, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm much farther than I was. So I'm happy so far. I love it. But it's a good story. It's so so interesting how you get from there. Uh, the way that I, I think there's a story there about how a person can work as a creative, mm -hmm. work as a freelancer, and actually build something and actually get somewhere with it. And yeah, well, uh, like that, oh, there's, there's nice bits to yeah. Like um, I guess I forgot this part of it. Um, whenever I realized I didn't want to do YouTube anymore after I hit the 10k, that day I woke up mm. and tried to go to. A, um, a retro game store and sell a bunch of my Nintendo plushies. I had 64 of them. And they were like, we'll give you 30 bucks. And I was like, 
I can't yeah. buy. So literally that night, I was like, who? How am I going to get rid of all this? I had a serial number four Mario Bros. arcade cabinet in my in my room. Um, so it's like, what am I going to do? The next day, some dude I know from YouTube messaged me. He's like, hey, would you be willing to sell your collection? And I was like, okay. yeah, I, I think I would, you know? <laughs> so... Um, that's that's a story he stole. So interesting how it happened like that, right? To yeah. remove those symbols. I mean, you could have just not, or you could have sold them off individually. Yeah. Or, well, well, that was sort of fortune smiling down on you. Or well, yeah, but serendipitous. The plot twist: he's not going to watch this. I don't think he knows this channel, but he's told me three grand, <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah. So, love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that that's, is what that's, it is. That's, that's all its own thing. It yeah, it's a whole is, different uh, thing. But. It's a free... Well, anybody who does you know business like this, I'm sure Lewis could talk too about it. Uh, being your own business owner and run oh. business, there's always the unexpected expense... And it's like whatever the job could yeah. be. And like at that point, I wasn't. You don't get paid. Yeah. Like at that point, <laughs> I wasn't really doing enough. any of this yet, like full time. Mm-hmm. So like we had an agreement. It was seventy five hundred when I got rid of all of it for. But he's paid X amount mm-hmm. off so far. Um, but at that point, I was like, I my issue. This ties into like what I'm doing now. I am way too trusting to some people unintentional. Like it's it's intentional because I want to have the bond there. I want you to know I trust you. But it's like. Also, like there are certain scenarios where I have to put my foot down, and I'm bad at that. So, this is a good uh, a good segue, I mm-hmm. think, into one of the things we want to talk about, like what it's like to be live a creative and the things you need to do. So, in your position, I mean, you're a one man band, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, do you just okay? Do you? I'm trying to figure out, like, because no one's truly a one. You've got a, a house, right? You got friends. Mm-hmm. You got people. You so, but do you have anyone you engage to help you with inca- accounting? No. So that is something okay. that right now, I mean, I've advised a lot of people uh, with a lot of people like uh, Ralph Ronzi or Retro Ralph. We talk every day and it's like, I talk to him a lot. He's like a brother to me at this point. Like we've known each other for three and a half years almost now. So it's like at this point we, you know, we're, I go hang out with him. I'll film stuff with him and we just became really close. Mm. But like, he's the main guy I talk to about that. Cause it's like, I don't know. He's been around the block. Not that he's old, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, he's, <laughs> oh man, he's going to see this and be like, dude, no, yeah, I'm just, I'm just fine. But basically like, um, he just has a lot of good financial advice from what I've gathered. Uh, my ex's dad actually owns a bunch of properties in town. And so we talk still about business things. He's got a lot of insight. Um, so it's like, I hear things and I try to go in those practices, but like, for freelance, all I ever heard before I started this was keep a third of it for tax for tax money. And I was like, man, that sounds like a lot. And so like anyway, like last year I did my taxes. I guess earlier this year I did them for last year. And um on PayPal last year I did okay. But like, you know, this year it's much, you know, it just keeps it's like an upward chart. But um I was sitting there and I told the guy, I'm like, yeah, I have like a lot here for tax money. Like if I have to pay it, I'm prepared, I guess. But like in that moment, I was like, man, like I'm working my butt off here and I have to give a third of it away. Like that sounds stupid, you know, but it's like, I'm not employed through somewhere. So it's like, I don't have the insurance or anything like that yet. I got to get figured out soon. But it's like, at this point, it's probably a, what's the applicable scenario where I am able to do that. But it's still like, it's a business at the end of the day. I got to get that eventually for myself. Um, and if it stays one man band, then that's, you know, it's still, it's my life. I got to protect that. So, um, but I had a third with me in the tax room and he was like, you know, I had like 
I don't even know how much, but ended up being like a third of what I had to pay for taxis because of my write-offs. I only had to pay like a few grand. And I was like, Mm. yes. (laughs) So like I wasn't even, I didn't, I realized that day, like spend money to make money is what I learned from that. Um, But it's like, I, yeah. Cause of your, your tax system, is that different, right? More comes in in and you you need to, you got to spend a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like on these big jobs, you've got to be reinvesting into, Mm new tools yep. or whatever, whatever yep. it could be. And it's like, I just moved into this house. So like all the things in this office, you know, there's this mic stand. Ralph actually gave me this and the mic for Christmas last year. But, um, like I have a desk nice here. Gift. I got the, I have a 34 inch monitor. I got iPad mounts and all this, the Polaroid wall, Steve, you're on it. You're on the Polaroid wall. You're up there. I think yeah, I uh, you're on the, where are you at? Top, top left. I think. Yep. <laughs> I saw so, that. That's awesome. But like everywhere I'm going. Okay, so but yeah. but help me out. Okay, so but I'm Mr. European over here, right? Mm-hmm. So we do the taxes in the socialistic uh eastern places, we do them different, right? Mm-hmm. So in my understanding of American tax very broadly is this, okay? You make a bunch of money every year and then um you have like a taxable total. And then you try to make deductibles. So you're like, hey, a thousand bucks because I've spent it on this fucking table. There's another 500 because I spent it on this chair, this office stuff. And you get this amount that you're taxed that down, 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 down. Mm-hmm. And then there's a tax rate applied to that. And that tax rate is applied every year. And this process happens every year, right? That's Is actually that that's enough? actually very impressive. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, that's, who's not in the system. I think he understands it better people, than I do. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Most I was about to laugh at what you were going to try to say here, Lewis, and you actually did the opposite. He's like working up a giggle over there, but it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. You, are you, are guess, you trying to become an accountant over here in the uh, United States? Is that another gig you want to start? I did. I or he's moving a pro- because, uh I'm going. I spent. I spent a, a few. I was probably just before the pandemic. I spent uh, three weeks in America with my buddy Dieter in Atlanta that I grew up with, and he and I now live in Europe, run a business. He lives in Atlanta and runs a business. So we spent a, quite a bit of time. We're both like single business or what do you say, sole business owners or whatever, small right. business owners. So we were just talking about taxes and comparing this. So this is how I know this about the American tax system because I was funny. like, oh, this is how it is because the the difference is. In Estonia, the tax system goes, so uh, I'm a legal entity, it's a company, right? And the money has, let's say, 50,000 bucks sitting in the bank account, and that's the money that's come in this year. Now, if I leave that money in the bank account, it is not taxed. So I can have, well, uh, I get that's, money, so in, that's, money in, That's like, yeah, because I think you can do the same thing in the United States, but you have to register your business as like a corporation, uh, you know, and then there's all kinds of different ways that people in the United States do the same thing. It's where you're a corporation, you're limiting your liability at this point, but then you have to get into like legal stuff. Whereas I'm sure with Mason and like with my work, we're so sole proprietary on what we're doing. We're not like really expanding to the point where we, need to be a corporation because there's not that level of money right. coming in. But I think also, Steve, you don't what have this, a lot of people. The, the um, styles of like, what do you say? Like the sole trader and then there's like regular business and then there's corporation and like there's different size of business, right? And you guys yeah. need to be the right size for the your tax market in America or whichever state you're in. So for me, 
um, this thing that I'm talking about with the not getting taxed every year uh, thing, that's for like regular, easy to make companies. Like mm-hmm. that is the, for example, the correct uh, tax choice for just a regular guy as well. If you guys were on us, that's, you'd, you'd have that thing. So the government does it to encourage growth and you only essentially get taxed when money leaves the company. So the, if I want to give myself some extra, I need to pay 21% dividends tax. So I pay on the way out, but if I just leave it in the company, grow the company that way, then nothing, no taxes are on it. So interesting to hear about what kind of you're dealing with and you've been able to work your tax. I know it's like that in Australia too, uh, to work your tax system to just like get you in the right place. Yeah, it's much, much different where we're basically getting all our money in and then um, once a year we go and ledger that up. This is amount you and like you say, you're starting, you're putting this in, you're starting with a number, and then if you just didn't deduct anything, you could pay this huge tax bill if you want. Mm-hmm. But then you're going through and you're like, okay, in the United States, I drive all over the place, right? It's like miles. sixty cents a mile. So mm-hmm. yeah. I drove to Texas huh. here, in Texas and back. I drove to Connecticut and back, and I've driven to Tennessee a couple times, all work trips. So that's just you know, and it's like tax, yeah, a lot of tax, and that just comes off the bottom line. So at the end of the year, you're like, oh, I drove eight thousand miles this year for business, and then you, oh, that's a four or five. You get to take four thousand dollars off your bottom line. Okay, yep. so that's just like, and that's mm-hmm. one microcosm. But at the same time. I'm responsible to maintain documentation of the mileage um, mm, for seven years. Yeah. yeah, and which isn't bad, but you know that's what you're obligated to do to be in business. Um, whereas, like, then if you work as an employee for somebody, you're not doing any of this stuff. Yep. You're just uh, you're just getting a set amount taken out of your paycheck, based and then. At the end of the year, you've either had too much taken out based on how much you're going to make, enough. or you had, or not enough, and then you've got to pay in. And those are much more simple. Uh, but that's again a difference between a business owner and an employee. And just as you're saying, most business owners are looking for assets that can sit there and almost grow themselves in value. And like you say, you're not actually paying taxes till you cash out that asset, right? And hopefully right, that right, asset right, right. accrues value, and somehow you can make money from that accruement of value over time. Sure, so, well, they want it, they want they especially because the the law was brought in uh, when Estonia became re-independent a bit like over twenty five years ago or so. So in modern kind of times, and they had this small economy, they wanted a jump start. So they said, no, don't pull your money out of companies. Keep it in. We'll incentivize you anyway. Before we, I feel I. <laughs> the here's the thing, because people. I really I like the tax talk because no, I it's, I it's fun. Going, but I'm like, yeah. yeah on that so okay so that the way you and i wanted to ask you some more questions mason about the way you engage and and what you do so because i was going along the reason we had this whole accountants angle is because i just wanted to find out like what help do you get what do you have to do yourself people don't often factor in the administrative side of what has to happen and also how like left brain right brain the creative work can be to the administrative work that you need to do and you need to as a creative balance yourself throughout the day you're not an on-off switch of yeah. creativity you gotta think Some about your think own I times am. and work with your thing <laughs> yeah 
Unbelievable. Like, so yeah. then, and then you've got to go do some invoices. At, you mm. know, that's yeah. Ah, so how? Yeah, tell us about that a bit. So basically, like in my head, my whole system is like the marketing side and the design side. Like once in a while, I make a tweet. Hey, I made this banner or whatever. I don't do that as often as I should. I had my Twitter back. It's the same account I had with YouTube back in the day. I deleted all the tweets, started fresh pretty much. Um, but like I still had a bunch of Nintendo people there. So once I started doing this, I started losing hundreds of followers because I wasn't doing Mario stuff sure. anymore. And it's like okay. I, I kind of maintained a level ground there overall. Um, but like at that point, I'm starting to promote my own stuff and all that. So the admin side of it in my head, I literally only think about like how to promote myself. And then the work I need to do to keep doing that, you know, um, I guess okay. that's, that's then what break that... down the work you need, but then break yeah. down. I mean, there's still creative work, like opening Photoshop, let's say doing something there. Yeah. And then there's doing your accounts. I don't know, sending a package, doing yeah. all these other little things. And I guess maybe marketing is another mm -hmm. one of those. But, yeah. Well, it's uh, like, I, yeah, there are a lot of little things. Like I haven't done hardly any physical things like in terms of shipments or anything like that. Cause all my market's I been online. Yeah. Um, but like I'm wanting to get into that, um, like trade show banners and like tablecloths, that kind of thing, just designing those. Um, but like, mm. there's so many things with what I'm doing already that it's, it's so hard to juggle sometimes. Like, you know, my work mainly is in Photoshop or sketch. It's like a vector program. Uh, so I always have those two apps open. Um, like I guess in my head, it's that simple. Like I really don't. I don't feel like I'm overthinking what I'm doing. I just kind of let things happen, if that makes sense. Like, okay. I don't feel like I have much structure in that regard. Okay. And you're okay with that? Or do you ever, is there ever a situation where you're like, oh, I don't want to open the apps up because I just finished invoices and I'm a bit like brain dead or, no. or the vice versa? No, it doesn't happen. Like, so like the thing okay, is, yeah. like, you don't mind that switching. Like, burnout is a serious thing. It happens, it really does. But, like, sure. I've, I've learned in the last few months, especially like I have this room now, I got to work in it. Anytime I'm in this room, I'm doing work. And it's like, it's just my productive, my productivity room, you know? And, um, so anytime I'm at this computer, like I could be dead tired about to fall asleep on this desk. Somebody's like, Hey, you need a thumbnail. I'm like, what do you want? I got you. You know what I mean? But it's like, sure. um, I'll wake up. I'm trying to work like a nine to five. I'm trying to squeeze everything in those hours and like a 40 hour a week now. Cause I can do that probably with the amount of work I'm getting. But, um, it's just like, I'm such a bad procrastinator and that really is my Achilles heel with this because you have to be disciplined to do this full time solo. You know what I mean? Like I can't push this onto anybody else and say, Hey, do this today. It's all me. Like, and this house is like my reminder, like, Hey, get to work. You got things to pay for, you know? So it's like, that was also, it's been nice to have that as a kind of reminder, but so talking about distractions then, mm -hmm. Uh, you said, okay, you know, you're, we've, you know, you got that procrastinated gene. I'm sure that's something yeah. a lot of us can can sympathize with. Um, sometimes pra procrastination can. Sometimes it's just sitting on the couch, scratching your balls because you know, <laughs> that's procrastinating. Yeah. Or sometimes it can be with a small business. Oh, I'll just go look after the invoices. I know I, I got to do some invoices right mm -hmm. now, or I know I just got to put those a little bit of accounting in. I'll, I'll do that first, and you can. That's got to be done too, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, at some stage, yeah. but probably the design thing. Do you? But you don't seem to even come across that too much. You're okay when you're in the room. It's it's creativity. I try to be, but like in this room too, I procrastinate. Like I try to make this the place mm -hmm. to get things done, but like I do procrastinate once in a while. You know, <laughs> like like so. I talk to all my clients, customers, whatever you want to call them. 
um friends mainly is what i usually use but it's like because that's the more important thing here to me it's like the bonds that you know the wall i'm not putting these people on the wall because they gave me it all or like they're all friends now like it's like an adventure you know Shut it's a, life's a journey <laughs> but like it's nice so um i guess i don't know i'm trying to think about procrastination there in that regard like I can look at this wall and be like, oh, that was a fun day. I wonder how that person's doing. I'll go to Twitter, check them, check this. Oh, they have a new YouTube video. Let me watch it. And I'm like, oh, this was so good. Oh, they recommended. That's interesting. I'll, I'll totally get sidetracked. But like, it's, <laughs> it's totally like a derailing train until I'm like, okay, let's, let's steer it back, you know? Um, but like, you know, invoice in that regard, like typically one day a month, um, I have like five or six people. Uh, roughly that I do monthly invoicing for that pay monthly for thumbnails mm-hmm. and stuff. Some of the bigger creators I work with. Um, so like I'll do their stuff like on the 30th, 31st of each month uh, invoice of the following day. But like, that's the only day for accounting that I have. But like uh, once in a while, like I'll do local stuff. Like at my college, um, I still freelance there. Sometimes um, they give me like video projects and stuff they want done. Cause they don't have much marketing there. Like they do, but like they don't want to do it. They'll just outsource. So um, I worked there in the college in their marketing department for the two sem- the the four semesters of college that I was there for. Um, I think it was actually three of them, but I you know I got in with them, and so I still go to lunch and hang out with them. So it's like anytime they need things, sometimes I'll just reach out for drone work or video, whatever. But like when I'm in that mode, I'm somewhere. I'm not sitting behind a desk and I have to be on a mission. So mm. it's like I can focus. Mm-hmm. But like it really just depends on the day, how my week's been, you know. Because uh, it used to be uh, people would reach out for a thumbnail and literally like my flow, it took me an hour back in the day for thumbnails and stuff, like for my own channel. But then like I learned keyboard shortcuts and like et cetera. I've really gotten the flow optimized, like almost as good as it could possibly be, I think. And um, for myself anyway. Um, so I created I that. That launches. Sorry, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, go ahead. I was going to say that launches us really nicely into the craft of the creator. Mm-hmm. And another stereotype tropey thing that I've encountered in my time, uh, if I'm doing stand up comedy, it's 25 minutes at someone's party, and, they'll, and it'll be like 400 bucks for 20 minutes. I wish I got paid. 400 bucks mm-hmm. for 20 minutes and that attitude of like well it's just the logo why does it cost x amount it's right. just the thing I, I can open photoshop too uh but it's your you're you're paying for the skill of the tradesman you're paying mm-hmm. for the skill of the person who's learned the hot keys and yes it doesn't take me 24 hours to right. make that because i've practiced this guess what motherfucker i'm real good at it and it's like uh yeah yeah like with ralph for example he reached out like i said almost you know three and a half years ago now his thumbnails back then, you know, they needed help a little bit, but like he was doing them himself and like, I give him credit. He was doing, doing them fine, but he felt like he wanted an upgrade. So I said, okay. Um, at that point I didn't realize it would turn into this cause he opened a lot of the doors, uh, between him and console kits. They both, I worked with ad games with console kits, uh, a f- couple years ago. So like, I've really gotten my foot into the arcade corner, especially on YouTube. You know, as you mentioned earlier, like I've worked for a lot of the creators in this space, whether that's branding or thumbnails, you know, I've, I know a lot of them and it's, I'm kind of like a behind the scenes little Photoshop ninja happening, but over here somewhere. But it's like, um, back then, like looking three years ago to now, there's such a difference in my style. Like I've just evolved it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's people that message me and they're like, Hey, I hope you don't care. I took a lot of heavy inspo from your thumbnails. And I'm like, whatever, you know, it's like, it's fine. But it's like, at some point, like, I, I'll, I guess I'll say this here. Like, I kind of feel like that's, 
that's my that's my look. You know, it's like I feel mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's hard to make five different thumbnails about the same arcade one up cabinet that just got announced. <laughs> but like, especially <laughs> with my my look on it, you know, it's hard to like either you think I made it or I made it. Like if to a certain few creators, like I've had, it's people, good. It's good. It, it's flattery. Style. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. but like, I feel like everybody needs their own. Cause like, that's their mark. You know, like sure. I know a lot of mine tend to maybe run together to some people, but like, it's still like the same aesthetic. It's punchy in your face. That's my goal. Mm. So it's like, when I see other people doing that, like I could name drop somebody here. I don't want to do that. But anyway, somebody on YouTube, um, a pretty decent size arcade one up YouTuber home arcade space. Anyway, uh, somebody messaged me and they're like, Hey, do you do his thumbnails or does he just try to copy your style? And I'm like, I don't do them. <laughs> like, but it's like people can look at channels and like see my, my flair there. And it's like, I'm glad that that's kind of translated. Cause it's like, I'm glad people like it, but like also like, you know, it's hard again to make the retro eighties vibe really punchy in your face. Look different than a punchy eighties whatever like the neons and all that it's hard to get away from that i will say but it's like you know um i i'm digressing but anyway like um i forget where we were talking about but yeah i, so, um, I like that you that you've got this style of being a designer mm-hmm. and it's just your choice as an artist that mm-hmm. when you look at your work we can see it's mason's work right, right. Like, and that's cool i appreciate that and yeah. and and i i think that also Maybe now there's association. But anyway, you've got a style. And I work with other graphic designers, very mm-hmm. good graphic designers that I respect. Mm-hmm. But they'll make you anything. And I don't mm-hmm. mean that in a bad way, like right, they don't have right. a style. No, they're so that's their thing and they're so professional that they can make any style yeah, and, and yeah. do their own thing. And and that's where when one is you know, engaging a freelancer or a creative to make something, you could understand there could be two styles of that yeah, and we come yeah. to you because you like your style you're known for that i like it let's do it mm-hmm. and people need to understand the creative person that they're working with mm-hmm. and what is their way of doing that like i guess also we were on the idea that um the the optimization of my flow we were talking about that uh i totally got away from that mm-hmm. though so i apologize but i'll get back to that right now so basically um yeah like you were saying though like it's so hard like i haven't really ever had that problem up until recent, like I'm getting random people from like a couple years ago that come back for a new channel they're doing or whatever. And like prices are different now because like I'm busy. The world is expensive today more than it was a year and a half ago, you know. And, you know, PayPal is being PayPal. Like they're cracking down on things. So like I've had to adjust prices a bit and general busy, general business, I guess. You know, it's all factoring into a little bit higher prices than I used to have. But it's like I... Like I said earlier, I've gotten the flow from my own style down so well that I can do, I can get stuff done. If you like, I've had people message me with 40 thumbnails. They want me to redo the rest of their videos before they met me. They say, Hey, do 40 thumbnails. I don't, you know, do them in the month or whatever. They'll be done that night because I will sit there for hours and hours and do them until they're done. Like it is, once I have a look down, I'll just, and it's like people sit there and they're like, okay, this could have taken me four days day and night and it's like mm-hmm. okay yeah you know pay up <laughs> you know not not literally but it's like yeah, absolutely yeah, it, yeah. It what's just, it worth eventually and it's you, like you, well, it's better to pay someone to do it yeah. exactly which we can kind of transition to know where i i mean i could talk to just my own tell us about your experience yeah, totally. I, yeah please i have for forever I, i've always made my own thumbnails and that was what i mean like 300 and 
I don't know, 60 videos or something. Mm-hmm. And it's always, I always feel like it's so, it's such a pain in the the ass really because you put so much effort into something and then just trying to describe it with the right title and then thumbnail becomes its own thing and then you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out a style of your own and what works what doesn't sometimes and that takes a ton of time just to even figure out on your own and at the same time i've got nowhere near the skills or even the ability to take the time to learn a third of the skills is what um, you know, Mason no. <laughs> could offer. Well, thank you, man. I could tell. Don't knock yourself well, down, though. No, seriously. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to say that my thumbnails were terrible. They weren't awful or anything. I don't think like I mean, like the last couple years. But at the same time, personally, I was I was tired of spending that extra time mm-hmm. on wondering about it. And then I just reached out to you because my experiences were seeing your work uh with bob at mm-hmm. retro rgb more than anything else to be honest and then of course i could tell that she'd worked with justin mm-hmm. um a lot and uh which is cool because i could see that stylistic thing and finally when i ran into you and we talked i think the biggest hurdle for people like me and even wondering was like well what's it really cost to get this done mm-hmm. you're kind of like thinking in your head well i don't really know what's a fair rate and i'll be honest with you even with after your increases and you're welcome to say anything you want to about your rates right now we're not it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because i realize some of that's got to be different depending on how big of an audience might be or something but it was very i mean definitely not a big charge for me to be able to like offset that i mean again it's something that i would normally have to spend a bunch of energy thinking about either in my head passively as I was doing the video or um, whatever. Now I could kind of just think of a couple things and then hand it off to you mm-hmm. and let like, I, it's a weird thing to get started, but I think once you get over the hurdle of actually mm-hmm. doing it, if you are creating something and it's within, uh, you you want to invest extra, that's a perfect spot to invest into mm-hmm. if you don't have the skill. And it's, it's like not that I, expensive, right? Like I've seen, um, for example, John Riggs, uh, he made a tweet. No, it wasn't John Riggs. He commented on this. Somebody made a, a tweet one day. This is like two weeks ago. And it was saying like, I don't understand why people outsource editing or thumbnails or whatever to people because it's called YouTube, whatever. But like John Riggs commented, he's like, well, I'd like to think like it can still be your style. It can still be your it's your thing. It's your vision still being handed off. Like what's wrong with it? And it's like, I see tweets like that sometimes. And I'm just like, you know, I know that's not intended to like hurt people like me. Cause it's like, I, you know, it's just somebody's opinion and that's not going to affect my business. But it's like, at the same time, like I feel like people really, um, devalue the work that goes into it. Like there is a lot of leeway when it comes to, a, a, a design, like some, it's very subjective. So either you like it or you hate it or whatever, but it's like some people like I'll reach I'll I'll do cold calls. That's how I gotten a good bit of the people I work with. Um, huh. And like just straight emailing. That's part of, yeah, earlier I forgot to tell you that. I do that once in a while. So um, basically like sure. some people like they come to me because they hate the process or it takes them too much time or they don't want to think about it or whatever or they just feel like their skills aren't where they want them to be for their channel representation. And it's like, you know, I'll handle any of that. Like, I don't care. Like I'll do whatever. Like I work with subscribers or people that have like 
you know, starting out literally from zero to people like 3 million. So it's like, um, there's just so many different, a lot of them are in like the home arcade space slash gaming, et cetera. But then there's a couple of food channels I work for that are, uh, more established. And it's like, I'm trying to really, uh, reach out to other audiences. Like actually yesterday, um, somebody that played, I, I don't want to butcher his name cause I don't know how to pronounce it. He played in the NFL for seven years, uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so that was fun. You know, I got to, you know, he messaged me and he's like, Hey, somebody that I never met. I, I don't know who this person was. They tagged me in a tweet on Twitter responding to him. Cause he's like, Hey, I need a thumbnail guy. This dude's like, Hey, check out Mason Conrad. He's got references. So I, I tweeted not knowing who it was. I'm like, Hey, you know, DM me, whatever he DMs me and he's verified. I'm like, who is this guy? So I clicked and he's like seven year NFL vet. I'm like, okay, like that's fun. But it's like the amount of, you know, this guy just has a YouTube channel. He talks about fantasy football and stuff. And it's like, I'm trying to just get my foot in every door I can. Cause it's like, you know, the, the style translates, but also like it's, it's my look. But like, if you see a similar thing between like a gaming video or an NFL video, that's not the same audience. So like, sure, it can still different. be the same aesthetic. And it's like, that's something I've had to run into lately is like, you know, in regards to like the idea about other styles and stuff, I could sit and figure mm-hmm. that out. But like at this point, it's so ingrained in my brain just to make it my look that it's like, it's- you should, you should. I, going back to that comment, uh, it was some tweet or video, or whatever that yeah. John Riggs yeah. commented on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if I understood correctly, the original commenter is essentially saying, I can't outsource my thumbnail. I can't outsource my editing. I can't outsource that because then it's not me. Mine. That's that's how I interpreted it. Yes, mine. Which is one. Which is a very interesting way to look. An interesting at take. Um, it's an interesting take. Now I can imagine maybe a painter, someone who works, uh, a writer. May I mean even a writer has somebody else. But when I then I think about other artists, I think about I don't know Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. He right. doesn't do everything. The part of if you want to create. If you want to create any art that transcends yourself, maybe you can do everything to a certain level. But after that, the skill of an artist is not just painting a brush or writing a line. It's communicating your vision to those other people that you work with mm-hmm. and knowing that they understand and they interpret and they maybe put their own little twing flair on it as well. Yes, guess what? It's a collaboration mm-hmm. uh, at something and it's so i just think that person has never sort of really thought about the way art should grow and the way art can be bigger than all of us if, but you have to communicate your vision and mm-hmm. that's artistic too so i'm if i'm telling you about my thumbnail you know we've got to find some like, level you uh, message like, me maybe i can just yeah 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 Yeah. like the other day you're like i want to represent like give a well you're, you're i guess i don't know how to word this like you're wanting to give attention to the big stage and the your thumbnail you sent me so it's like you know in my head i'm like how do i maximize you know it's like highlight you blow the shadow whatever but like then it just looks in my head like it looks more whatever but like i'm sorry i'm like all whatever today like i'm just like my right just going <laughs> but basically like yeah like it's it's all so subjective so it's like either you like the style or you don't and if you don't that's totally okay it's not for you and that's fine but like, um, it it was an interesting tweet though. I just thought it was thought it was fun, but something to kind of engage with. It's well, it's very it, it's it's very it's a very narrow sided opinion because like, anybody I, yeah. who does any anything mm. in business and wants to be successful, mm. it is almost. I mean, if you like, 
there's always got to be somebody else there helping you almost mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. what you're doing even like you're talking about Lewis this the guy who's the extremely talented artist well if that guy's the extremely talented artist he ends up in like a, a shack in the middle of the woods painting and nobody appreciates any of his art till after he's dead someone comes yeah. along mm-hmm. and finds it and decides to market it okay mm-hmm. because he had to have somebody if he wants to be successful at what he's doing he has to have somebody go in and set up a studio, set up some way to display all this stuff, and he's not going to go, well, I'll just do it all, you know, and be the best mm. at it, if he's going to be the best at it. Aww. You're not all, you're not going to know everything about each one of these topics, uh-huh. and it's mm. fine to think of ways of, what can I do to that, like, again, this is a stepping stone, and what Mason's offering is, you know, they're like, well, this is something that I'm not, great at but i can still convey my message and you're like we're directing him how we want we don't just say hey mason uh my name's steve uh this is my channel um and i just need a thumbnail man just send me one you know (laughs) people do that though here you go (laughs) yeah so this is a good segue to how much input do you need and i was really interested when engaged you mason to Mm -hmm. ask like well how much do you want do you want me to give you a spiel a whole thing or do you want nothing or do you view it your thing to just look in my work and (laughs) come up with your own interpretation so yeah let's talk about that what what do you what do you want from clients what do you get what is a lot a little so like let's go down that out basically what you just said is all the above like i will have people that message me just a title and they say run with it and then I'll go find the assets, what I think is relevant and makes enough sense. Or like, uh, Steve, you sent me a picture of some of your stuff for your video the other day. So like, then I'll highlight what's in that picture in my head, like the focal point, like how do I, you know, bring attention to this topic more than just the, what the photo is saying. It's like, you have to draw attention somehow to the eye. So in my head, I, that's what I'm deciphering. Like, what is the best way to go about that? So some people, you know, I usually let people decide, like if they'd rather tell me, like, um, I have somebody that literally sends me like, 15 pictures he's like fit everything in there and i'm like you really think this is worth the time man like you know they're not they're not even like png files or whatever so i have to crop them all out and i'm like i don't know like but you know he's it's whatever Fine, but like but then there's people that and you send don't me mind like, doing that as an artist no yeah, you don't no. mind doing that as a creative and it's like, That's okay. I, you know but like on the note of like charging people because based on channel audiences or whatever it's all the same uh because like oh really? but like, okay. even like that like I will say I'm not going to name drop because I don't want them to be like sad. It's not that I dislike working with them. It's that it's a lot to take on for one thumbnail, but like, because we've had a working relationship, et cetera, like I don't want to shy away from it because it's a challenge. You know, it's like I'll, you know, mental challenge more than anything. Like I can crop it out all day and make it like a seven hour process. But at the end of the day, my mission is to keep the people happy. And it's like, that keeps me happy. And it's like, I consider this person a friend. So it's like, I'm not going to tell them, hey, don't do that. You know what I mean? Um, So like, you can tell me as much as you want me to do or as little. And, you know, you're paying the same, basically. Um, But yeah, like, it is kind of like a, it is a challenge. That's, That's the way to word that part. But like, the people that send me nothing, they're like, hey, I have a video. It's in a boxing for this thing. I'm like... Okay. So, you know, I'll do whatever it's in my style and like, I'll add what I, it's basically like the gaming channel. Do you take the video? Do you pick, do you pick through the video even and pick out some stills or something? Like, so, um, I work with, um, Dame Drops and Badlands Chugs. Uh, Dame Drops has a Netflix show and he has, um, a bunch of food reviews on his YouTube channel. That's what he does. Uh, and the Badlands Chugs, Chugs everything. He's a competitive eater, ranked number 23 in the world. (laughs) 
Um, and like they're both such cool people. And uh, those are both. Dude, that dude cracks me up. Both those guys. I yeah, love like, like I, I was. I just got fed a video of them like chugging like blue soda. Yeah. you know, out of a random item. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, like, and it's a like a gallon. Um, yeah, it's crazy. He's he's wild, man. Uh, seeing that in person is a different story. Um, but like for them, like I'll go through their thing is it's they're a really interesting duo. Um, not even duo, but just their channels separately are very interesting to work with because for years their brand was just the still thumbnail YouTube would pick. So hmm. I reached out to Dame Drops. Um, you know, back then he had like a million. I think when I was fourteen, he's at like one point six or something now. Uh, I was in a Skype call years ago with my friend and we're like, Hey, see if Dame drops can follow me on Twitter. So I tweeted him. I said, Hey, follow my friend, whatever he did. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want him to follow me. So then we reversed it. And he had him follow <laughs> me back. He never unfollowed me. So January of last year, I messaged him on Twitter and I'm like, Hey, sorry for this message right here where I'm fangirling from 2015. But I was like, hi, I do graphic design you need thumbnails. I want to make them. Let's talk. So immediately he was like, let's do it. I was like, wow. So, but because of that, like prior, he hadn't had a thumbnail guy for years. So him and uh Badlands Chugs, like both of them have um, YouTube's algorithm just sees their still photo from their upload. And that's what people recognize. Hmm. And so doing thumbnails for them, uh, we all, I, we haven't ever actually discussed this, but I picked up on it over the last year and a half. What, how it's working like the thumbnails don't actually help them like which is interesting because like some people just want the aesthetic for it or whatever but like they'll wait until because dame drops wants the aesthetic of the channel there like of the thumbnails and stuff because it's consistent now and he'll usually publish it let it do its thing once it dies down then he'll add the thumbnail which is like it's an interesting take but like their faces became their brand so whenever you throw in like, you know, the camera for Badlands Chugs, like it's a picture of a man at a table with a bunch of drinks. Now, when you throw in the subject, change the colors on a little bit to make it pop more, add the giant Pepsi logo and the Pepsi cans that he's chucking, you know, text about a two liter chug, whatever. People don't see that and they think of him. It's just a different look on a channel that people aren't used to. So, you know, that guy has 3 million subscribers. So it's like you have that many people that are just not really passing up the video, but not recognizing that it's somebody they watch consistently. So mm. typically they'll let their videos run and do their thing on their own. And then out of the thumbnail after, which is like, it just really depends. Like whenever you go that long without the brand there, how do you reestablish mm. it? But then why even, why even add a thumbnail then for why the aesthetic? I guess after a certain number. Of I mean, I guess he doesn't, but I mean, yeah, I don't know, but I think it's when you go back maybe and like you click on the channel yeah, and like if you go to like the videos, you see all the thumbnails. You go to there. like the okay. channel, and then it looks like a whole real kind of professional mm. deal, as opposed to if it's just the, like you I wonder said, if just it's, the um, thumbnails. Because mm. what what it, what they're doing is they're they're feeding their main audience that's coming up and watching the stuff when it hits in the first week, and that you know the big ninety percent of your audience mm. on most stuff is going to watch within a week or something. Uh, maybe two weeks and so after that point it's like well what do you do to attract the new audience members Mm. or you look Mm. like an established brand Mm. right you look like an established brand then to advertisers who find your videos and then they go hey check out this youtube channel and again you go back and you look and you see that all the thumbnails 
are updated to, like you say, have a consistent look. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people do is you want to have a consistent look for your audience. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I want to kind of just um, not totally abandon from what I did mm-hmm. and have. Because I think there's elements there of that work with the audience that they mm-hmm. relate to. And at the same time, you can't just like completely mix it up, right? Because you like it's same thing. You're going to confuse people. They're not going to realize it's a video from you. Yeah. Um, Can there be a transition? I was wondering, and this is wild speculation on my behalf, because I think Steve put it very, very, and he said all the things I was going to say. But I was also wondering, could they be deliberately even trying to pull their old audience into the new brand? And they know that's going to take some time. And why are they doing it? Because what Steve said, well, you got to have a brand. We got to have something. We can't just be the I don't know. You got how many millions of subscribers? That's money. Mm-hmm. And some marketer is not telling them to eventually, hey, put some graphics. Maybe you want some graphics, guys. It's an interesting thing. So, anyway. Though. Yeah. I what mean, about for you, Steve? Maybe you've got to have this transition plan. Well, know, it's over, kind of what I've know. been thinking of with working with um, Mason because at the same time, it's like I've got to think of an idea. You know, I know how my videos work, whereas I know some of them are going to get the majority of the audience that shows up to every video, but they're not going to do like great. You know, like they're not going to get picked up by algorithm. I'll get a few new views on them, but it's not, you know, it's going to hit its audience and it'll sit there. But then there's other videos that, you know, hit the larger audience. Mm. And I want to think of the ways to kind of expand upon what, Mm. like, you know, no no joke i mean when i come up with a big crt video it's going to have the big crt screen in it somewhere yeah so that still needs to be an emphasis and i'll probably still have my logo in the corner mm-hmm. or something and then it's just what other creative elements do mm-hmm. i want do we want to work with add that to make that look like it's something more special than just what i do which was just take a picture you know and touch it up a little bit just take a but- picture it's sometimes just literally from the video and then put a border and touch it up and that's mm-hmm. it and then add some over font but right? sometimes that I mean, works my whole trick right say so i have no idea so like my workflow compared to what mason does is so stupid and like backwards it only mm-hmm. makes sense to me and it's how i could do what i had done but it's so bad that it's like it's unimprovable right <laughs> like i was making i was taking a photo and just using it in stupid windows photo editor crop it balance it a little bit and then I would take that photo in like 3D print, 3D editor, add my logo and my crop or my outline of the video. And then I had to take it again and put it into PowerPoint. Oh, my. Because that's the only place I could get good. I could only get good lettering, right? Huh. I could only get good well, 3D lettering in PowerPoint. And then I, so that's the stupid stuff I had. And then I would save <laughs> that PowerPoint slide and that would be my thumbnail. It's funny you mention that though, because I have a similar <laughs> workflow for something I do. So um, basically like with um, After Effects. So sometimes like for like Chasing Nostalgia on Ralph's channel, if you've ever watched that or whatever, like we'll have like these animated graphics here and there or whatever. Um, I do this thing. It's the it's called Saber. It's a plugin from Video Copilot um on after effects so you download it you can like trace things in laser whatever just to like kind of a thin moving line animated you know um if it's like 3d it'll have all the vertices highlighted and you can see it all like it's really cool basically to do that you have to have a solid layer in after effects as far as i know i'm not super well versed there yet but i'm working on it um but then it's like you have to have the outline um from illustrator i hate illustrator um, so I use sketch, which is a different uh, vector program. So I'll make my shapes in sketch and then I'll get the outlines from that, uh, copy that 
open Illustrator. That's the only time I use Illustrator, by the way. I'll paste it in, direct selection tool, highlight the vertices, copy those, and from there, After Effects can read it if it's another Adobe, like from another vector like that. So I'll drop the vector copy from Illustrator into After Effects and then I can work on it. But it's like, you could do that easily. In After Effects, I'm sure there's a way. I just don't have the time right now to figure that out. So um, yeah, like whatever works for people, you know? I mean... Right. How does it work, Mason? It's one thing to say like, okay, you're taking your time or a job takes a long time. But what about those jobs where there's many revisions from the customer? Yeah, and those are I fun. would say from early on, Early on, I learned, I had my first graphic designer that I was, I was working with, uh, wouldn't pull punches and told me honest, many, many direct things. And, and I kind of learned when working with her that what I, I had to learn how to get better to give you my specifications, to tell you what I want to be as precise as possible. And then after that, uh, I will ask for one revision. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we're done. And that was sort of our thing that we'd Mm -hmm. worked on. I got one chance, maybe two if I went back and explained. And I think broadly, though, it's a reasonable plan Mm -hmm. to to say, like, I'm going to do a good job. Look, maybe I didn't or maybe I specifically, you know, maybe look, hey, Mason, uh, I'm not quite sure on this one. Just flagging that, you know, could be. But to not do that picky thing. Like, why, why didn't you say all those things earlier on? That must be... So frustrating sometimes. So I've had a few people um, in the last, there's a few that pop in my head immediately when you talk about that. Uh, one of them, I'm not going to do any name drops for this kind of stuff because like we're good of now. Of course, but, like, yeah, yeah. You know, there's always been some sort of disconnect in communication sometimes and things like that. Because it's like whenever you're using an artist for stuff, like, you know, I think a lot of people forget that they're not the only client you have, you know? And so therefore like, oh, you're just on my time. I need 800 changes like and it it gets really frustrating admittedly like there are times where it's like I just want to throw my laptop out the window but I'm like nah, I love this though like I wouldn't do that you know (laughs) Um, but like there is a guy I did a a rebrand for one time who um, he sent me just a few he told me some ideas he wanted in his banner I said okay I built it I loved how it turned out like one of my favorites I had made at that point and he said can you make it like pretty though and I was like okay sure like whenever whenever i make things and i'm like that stoked on it at this point i'm like man i'm improving you know what i mean like when i get that excited about things like i have my style but if i can elevate that anyway i'm like this is looking sick and so i sent it back to him and he said that and i was like okay so basically what happened was i remade this banner eight times a banner for for a youtube channel now that's different fonts, different um, social icons, different style to those, um, all this stuff, different games in the background, that kind of thing. And it was like, by the end of the day, the, the crappy part was I was charging a flat rate for that. At that point, mm. banners were just 40 bucks flat, n- nothing, you know? So this dude was just using my time. And I told him respectfully, I'm like, you know, mm. um, what can I do to, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be that asshole to people. Like, I, I can't, I'm not like that. So I feel like I really test my patience, which is good. Um, but also like sometimes bad cause I'm a, I'm a bottle. I don't erupt. I just let it build up. Um, but basically like mm. I told him like, Hey, you know, um, what else can I do to make this, you know, how you want it? Like, I'd love to get this wrapped up for you to put on your channel. But like in my head too, I'm like, cause I have other things to work on, you know? 
And I told them this was like draft six, probably. I was like, you know, I just have some other projects I've been doing too. So I'm trying to make sure I have enough time to allocate to them. Are you rushing me? And I'm like, bro, I've been at this for six hours. Yes, I am. Now I am, you know, like, but I told him like, no, I'm not trying to rush you, man. I'm just saying like, you know, you got to understand, like I'm charging a flat rate for this. So like, this isn't really starting to be worth the time. And it's like, you know, I worked at Taco Bell. They were paying like eight, 10 an hour at that point. And it's like, I've done pretty okay for myself in this area. I can't complain, but it's like, that only happens if I can stick to that, you know, schedule pretty much. And like at that point, I'm working for talk about money again almost. And I'm like, I yeah. I made a promise to myself once I stepped out of those doors, I would never go back to that. Because I worked at Jimmy John's for a while while I was at the college. Um, but like I was, I'm the dependable guy that's gonna come in if you call out, you know, because I can't say no. I'm bad at that. So like the whole can't say no thing <laughs> translates into this too. Because this guy's like, hey, change it to this. And I didn't want this. And I'm like, sometimes I feel like there are people that know exactly what they want, but they say, hey, run with it. And then whenever you don't give them that, they're like, why didn't you do it this way? And I'm like, <laughs> you didn't say That's because I think that's part of the deal yeah, of yeah. engaging such a creative person is I've got to give you my instructions. Look, if something's really wrong or really off, right. okay. But yeah. then, especially no, yeah. if you come back and go, yo, Mason, uh, clearly I didn't communicate my vision to you. Looks like trash. I need it done. You know. Mm-hmm. But then I've got to accept the next one. That's the kind of deal. Well, if I like, want you, and even a small revision, I feel like I have to now try. Otherwise, why the fuck am I working with you right, if I'm right. not trusting you to, to do that? Especially well, when you're a creative who's known for his style. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, guess the, yeah. So well, just to also add to this, Mason is charging a rate where this. The, if you're going to be that kind of a jerk, you should buy the thumbnail and then look at it. And then go get somebody else to make you one and pick the best one if you don't really like it. It's not like, it's again, it's like going and getting a damn KFC meal, you know? Come on. You're going to go throw the chicken back in their face and tell them it was trash? It was trash, you know, whatever. It's like, <laughs> no, and that's a bad comparison. He's not saying no, I know, I know. I get what you're saying. saying. <laughs> but you're like, valuable. I asked for the or extra crispy fry. It's a value. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah. get the heck out right, of here, man. Right, right, It's, it's like, like, yeah, you can't go start eating your chicken and go, I, I want this mm, a little bit fried a little bit more there. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, I on. actually want a creative job out of you. <laughs> I, I want you, you know, I, I'm asking mm-hmm. you to do creative work. Which and, like, I that's want. a lot of yeah. people reach out to me and they're like, hey, I like your style. Like, this guy from the NFL, he's like, hey, I like your look that, you know, I sent on the portfolio. He's like, I like this. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that's a lot of the draw people have because it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like in terms of aesthetics... Um, I at least have the eye-catching thing there. I have that going. I think that's kind of my own stick. Not that anybody else has, not that nobody else has that, but like in terms of like the home yeah. arcade stuff, like I have my own look for it. And I think people, like you said, you know when you see my stuff. Um, but like this thumbnail stuff, like that that guy forced me to rethink my entire pricing strategy, you know? But like that's the best part about this. Like I got something good out of it. Okay. And yeah. it was like, you know, okay. I, it is a way to branch out and understand the business tactics that I need to have to better serve everybody else. But it's like, like you said, if you come to me for the style though, like, and I give you that style, basically the banner was like really neon. It was a gaming channel, really neon, punchy colors, whatever. Uh, he was like, it just needs to be appealing to the eye though. And I'm like, this is like eye candy to me. I love this, you know? 
Okay. <laughs> it ended up being like. So how did it end it's with a, this well, guy? It's how really, did it end with really this guy? bad feedback? Without being super kind of... super revealing, uh, it ended up pretty dull colors and not what I would have made originally ever. Uh, but he was sure. like, and then um, after what, like eight tries, you said, or like yep. kind of eight, About eight turns, yep. something like yep. this, something um, like this. And did you then, uh, based off you were just saying, well, I've got to learn. Uh, these are the experiences that help me grow. Mm-hmm. So, did you do you just keep this person as a customer afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> yep, I okay. do. Once in a while, he'll reach out. And does okay. We, and is the process easier than this? Yeah. Yeah, I told them eventually, okay. once I rethought the thumbnail pricing and everything, I did like um, probably 30 or 40 thumbnails for him in one go. Um, but like, he he was pretty picky. And like, that's okay. Like, I'm not saying like, I'm not, I'm yeah. very open and welcome to revisions. Like, if, if it's not what you want it to be, tell me. That's a totally okay. But like, whenever it comes to, I am slaving away for nothing at this point you know whenever the work gets put in and whatever like mm. typically an hour thumbnail for me doesn't exist anymore because i've gotten the flow down and it's like there are people who again they they think it takes them three hours they can just use an hour is fine you know what i mean so it's mm. like if you're that picky like you said like there's got to be another way for you to be able to communicate this better you know and it's like mm. if you told me five changes you want in one go i'm counting that as one revision like, I'm not going to oh, sure, count sure, you as sure, five yeah, different yeah, yeah. things, but like, I'll do this thing. Like for somebody I mentioned earlier, actually, it just didn't name drop. Um, I'll be, so the flow, I have it down. Right. So he asked me, sends me 15 pictures for this thumbnail. I'm working on it. You know, just having my own good old fun. He messages me midway through and he's like, Hey, I don't want this person there anymore. I want you to replace it with this one. And it's like, then I'll go back after I finish <laughs> the thumbnail and send it to him. Cause I got, I save it. I do it all in one go usually. And I see that and I'm like, here's what I had done, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. not to say like, Hey, feel bad for me, but it's like, tell me everything you want at the start. And it's like, if you're going to change yeah. your mind, do that before you reach out to me. And it's like, cause that really creates a lot of delay in you receiving the product at the end of the day. Like that's going to take me more time to go back. If I don't have enough undoes to get that person out after I flatten the image, you know, like it's, it's a whole thing. And like you said, I don't feel like people really acknowledge the amount of time it can take. Uh, but that's like, you know, mainly banners are the typical thing. But like I'm working with a channel right now currently um, once in a while, like uh, actually it's Game Explain on YouTube. They have um, okay. it's a giant Nintendo channel um, and he's got I used to watch like the funny thing is like I used to watch all these people as t- a teenager and now I just work for them, which is like awesome. But it's like um, these guys, they're so cool, like really good gaming, like Nintendo news back then. I would like up all night watching their stuff because they're like very good at like analysis for game trailers and that kind of stuff they're really fun but anyway so i met with the um the owner of the channel at e3 in 2018 he's a really cool guy um i reached out two summers ago and i said hey if you ever need thumbnails i'm doing this now so here's my style i didn't have much to show for it at that point besides my own channel but like with nintendo channels i make what i would have made for myself at this point you know what I mean? If I were still doing a Nintendo channel, here's what it would look like. Uh, so I kind of transcend that old style back into this, which is fun. But anyway, so Game Explain, um, there was a thumbnail they needed. So they're breaking Nintendo News Channel. Like, as it happens, like, he can message you right now and be like, hey, I need a thumbnail. Are you available? And if I say, like, yeah, like, I can be there in, like, 10 minutes, he's like, oh, sorry, we're going to have the video up. Like, fast. On the ball, you have to be ready. And it's, like, it's a breaking mm-hmm. news channel. Like, they're going to try to be first, and I get that. But um, last month they ordered, I think, 45 thumbnails or so, give or take. Mm-hmm. I think it was closer to like 40. But like, 
that paid my mortgage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. stuff, right like, stuff right like that. Like I'm really trying to like, they pay monthly. So it's like, it's really fun for me to, I, I like to amass as many monthly people as I can. Cause it's like people right, that pay through the month is totally fine too. But like at the first mm-hmm. of each month, it's like payday for me basically. Cause that's like invoice day. Yeah, sure. So it's like, it's, I'm realizing there are certain aspects to uh, building that going whatever. But anyway, so my point is game explained for a video last month. Um, they asked for a thumbnail. It was a comparison video uh, between this game and this game. Uh, this track from Mario Kart took 15 tries to get it right. 15. And it, it, it's stuff like move it down 10 pixels or, you know, put this word on this line or, you know, maybe we should take away the, the slash in the middle to go, you know, maybe it's more aesthetically Classic. pleasing if we move this person on this side of the other, you know, stuff like that. Like, mm. and this is the channel that I originally based my style on for, for reference. Mm. Um, I love their thumbnails over time. I kind of shifted into my own look, but like, you know, it, it got very frustrating, but it's like at the end of the day, he's a very nice guy. I'm not going to say, mm. Hey, you know, but again, I have to, he, he also tells me too, he's like, charge me overtime if you need to. And I'm like, he, he's, he's right. Fine. That's a great point about respect. Like and you can do yeah. it as well. Are you showing respect? Like the other guy from the way you kind of made it sound, mm-hmm. he wasn't, he didn't sort of at least understand consciously the respect for your time, for your work where, yeah, if you can feel that the client gets it, look, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry, yeah. I and understand like, this, you know, yeah. but we need, he's the reason why I really need this change. Yeah. Like Go they've ahead. been doing this for like 10, 11 years now. So like he, he knows his, he knows his channel. It's like a child, you know, mm. but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. um, you know, he's so nice though. And it's like, he says that, and I usually don't add anymore cause I just feel bad doing that, but it's like, it's a business at the end of the day, time is money, you mm. know? So it's like, there's a lot of elements like psychologically I'm trying to work through still to be businessy, you know? Cause like in my head, sure. like, like I said earlier, like at the end of the day, like I'm, I want to hang out with all these people I do work with and just be their friend more than anything. Like I don't want to be, Hey, my thumbnail guy can do this. I want to be like, Hey, my friend Mason knows how to do thumbnails. He'll just make it for me. Like I want mm. it to be like, you trust that I am willing to that much. Like, cause I just love what I do. You know, it's like I'm in a, a unique situation for the average person my age. And it's like to be able to just sit at this computer all day and not go anywhere. I'm, you know, I'm kind of a caveman sometimes. <laughs> so it's like, it works out and you know, I love it. But like, uh, like you said though, like there is a certain level of, um, I guess common sense might be the word. Like people might, Okay. Yeah. It might be helpful to have a little bit to acknowledge that, hey, he is putting more time into this than normal, whatever. But like, I've thought about ways to price that because it's like I thought about doing first two revisions are free, and then from then it's like an extra ten bucks or whatever, whatever. Like, I don't know because at the end of the day, like, I Mm -hmm. in those changes that we take fifteen minutes for you to respond about, I could have made two more thumbnails. So I'm sitting there waiting on you. But it's well, like if I switch, yeah, if you if you yeah. open that up, you're going to open it up to well, then people are going to be like, oh, well, then I'll just wait, and and you're doing two revisions for everybody. Yeah. Whereas before you were just doing yeah. one, and they were happy with it. Now you and got like, them thinking they get revisions, and it's like it eats my hard drive space, so I'd never save thumbnails. Um, there was this guy I did work for. He's got I think 1.5 million now, but back then he had 300 thousand. So he reached out. Uh, his name's Don Steve on YouTube, and it's like. Um, I feel like such a savage just name dropping these people in these stories, but it's like, it's never, he's a very nice guy too. Like I'm just telling work stuff, you know, but basically like, um, he would ask for a thumbnail. I would do it. Uh, he's got a very niche market. It's like a meme channel basically. Uh, 
And then after the video's live, the next two days later or whatever, he would then ask for a revision. And I'm like, dude, I don't have the file anymore. So I have to go back and remake the thumbnail practically. And that's another thumbnail I'm making for a revision, you know? So it's like there's over time, there's been a lot of evolution into figuring out the system. But I think I'm getting to a point where it's pretty direct forward now. Okay, well, you know these things. Like, for example, you might... That that case that you said just now brings up maybe... Uh, because there's a balance here between having a, a policy is good because you can tell people and you'd be like, here's my rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're easy to understand. Hey, come to me. Here's, and we can get that. Because often people don't want to engage a creative because they think, oh, how much is it going to be? Right. Oy, oy, they're going to, you know. So that's an awesome part of what you do to say mm-hmm. any price. But on the other hand, there is the balance that... I guess I get it as well that you um, not every job is the same. Not every job can fit into those five neat criteria that you've publicized. Mm-hmm. Some people do a bit more. Some people you can feel like, nah, bro. Sometimes you'll, I guess, evolve some maybe rules or policy or mm. upfront information mm. for the client to know like, hey, here's my, my stuff. And one of them might be something like if you publish... The video, if you make my thumbnail live, well, then it's That's a final. line yeah. is drawn under this project, mm-hmm. right? That's the yeah. final thing. And yeah. you probably got to be burnt once or twice on that one, like yep. your story, before you realize like, oh, I better make some sort of upfront policy about yeah. something like this. Well, so like, you know. I, I think typically people understand though that it's just the common sense of it. Like they're paying right now for this thing. They already paid. I already set the file. Like what more could you want out of that mm. once you have the file? It's like, but then if you come back and you're like, hey, I need changes. I'm like... In my head, I'm like, just put it in Photoshop and use a clone brush, blah, 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 blah. But, like, obviously, <laughs> like, I, I, you know, whenever you say, hey, here's what I need, automatically my brain goes to hit this key, this key, da, 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 da. You know, like, the keyboard shortcuts are pretty locked in. So, like, I don't really think about it much. I just do it. So, it doesn't take me much time to do the revisions at the end of the day, but it's still time I'm taking out out of a finished project, basically. Sure. In, those, in that regard. But yeah. that's very, very frequent, though. Mm. But... I wanted to. Um, I know we're we're well. You okay for time here? Do you yeah. have to run off for for something else? You good? I'm good for the moment. Um, it's a question that I always bring up to anyone who, who who's a creative on this show, and I always have the question like, is a manager a good thing? And I, I bring it to art, to, to musicians, to everything, to Steve, uh, and anytime I see someone working on their own, and I wonder because you've talked yourself, I see you, and you, you've been really honest with us today about like, look, money is hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to talk about money. Mm-hmm. And I think as creatives, it's hard to sell yourself or in any, any business, let's say, you know, maybe even it's also applicable to Steve's work, which is creative. I don't mean to, to, to say he's not suddenly that it's hard to ask for money for you to say my work is worth this much, particularly when someone goes, what? Huh? Mm-hmm. Really? And it's, it's easier for someone else to say, my client is worth this much. Mm-hmm. And, it be, and, and so for myself, um, what, uh, when I am, am doing some live event, I'm doing some comedy or some hosting or something, I still have a sales manager mm-hmm. and she handles the sale. And we have a deal, like she's got a commission, you know, she's on a rate and I'm, 
I'm really happy mm-hmm. to pay her the commission that she like even sometimes the customer will come to me and if it's not a customer I know well if it's not a customer that I'm like I gotta know him real well to be like yeah, yeah I know this guy I'll work with him don't worry about it mm-hmm. everyone I pass to her she handles the deal talks money gets way more yeah. than not that I get a lot of money but gets more money than I I'm like holy shit how did you ask for this much money yeah and then once the deal is done then it gets passed off to me i handle everything else after that and i love yeah i love that relationship mm-hmm. um but okay your your situation and your creative work is a little different you're dealing directly with people but i um you know is there is there ever sort of going to be a place do you think in your work for someone that maybe is handling those sort of deals and then letting you do even more of the creative work? How do you see your future? That's a that? very good question. I've, I, okay, so I thought about the day I have to hire somebody. I haven't thought about the day where I hire somebody to, to manage me. Because it's like, I am very hands-on with this. Like, I feel like that is my draw besides the style. is like, I want to be your friend if you're going to talk to me this much. I don't want to just do business with you. Like I want to go l- sure. to lunch and hang out, yeah. whatever. Like you know, me and Steve and it was right. uh, you know Chris and Justin. Like we all went to a grill one night and it was like a fun. We sat there for what, like three hours and just talked. And it's like it was a fun time. Like that's that's what makes it so worth it to me. Like, and I think through the internet, like I in regards to like the money confidence side of things, like I. It was weird. So actually, I didn't tell Steve this yet. But here you go. Um, the the day you met me, you were like, "You're Mason, right?" And I told Justin later, "I'm like, how did he know who I was?" Like, but <laughs> like we we thought maybe you'd overheard or something, but I didn't realize you had already followed me on Twitter. But like you you were walking around, you were asking me about the house and stuff, and I'm like, "How does he know everything?" Like, but like it's it's weird because like I I typically do devalue my own not worth per se, but. I guess in the same context, it kind of is that. Um, like, I really don't want to be the guy people see and be like, wow, he's so cocky. Like, he's not worth the time or the money, blah, blah, blah. Like, at the end of the day, I'm literally just trying to form as many bonds as I can. And it's like, whenever I hear that, I hear, like, I'm not being a good friend. You know what I mean? And, like, it, I, I'm bad at not meshing those together, but I do that anyway. Um, because that's what's important to me, you know? And it's like, if I hired somebody to be like hey here's what he charges take it or leave it maybe that would be easier for me but like at the end of the day again like people come to me and then i'm taught you know like i like to have the network of friends and it's like that is probably the caveat to me potentially hiring someone because i don't want to do that i don't want to give away those bonds i think there's a i think a balance can be there though mason you think so and that um and i understand i look at i get it and Mm -hmm. i understand if you have not engage that sort of person before if you've never done something like that it can seem like oh yeah i've got a salesperson on the front line right right take it or leave it this is his price absolutely not or and it can be sometimes right you don't know a customer maybe i don't get introduced to them till after Mm -hmm. but so in the system that i've been working on first of all i work a lot with my sales manager so what i call a season how to say we're partners let's say rather Mm -hmm. than she's managing me I'm, i'm kind of a boss but then she tells me when there's the gig on and i go and do it so we talk a lot and we're like, because I was doing this job before I had her. So I've got to tell her a lot about these relationships. I'm feeling her in. Yeah. Going, yo, yeah. that guy's great. This thing, we did that thing together. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. I'm going to do him for a lower price. And yeah. I'm working with her like, yeah, yeah, do them for a lower price. I've always done that price for those guys. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. You know, that girl smiled at me nice one. So I'll always do 
their mm. event, you know, for a cheaper price or something like yeah. that. So there is a lot of communication that can go on so that because the sales manager wants to know your or a good one yeah. who want to know you, wants to build off your relationships. Because a salesperson, and this is where our good man Steve's gonna come in, it's about relationships and the the, the sales manager doesn't want to build them up from scratch. They want to use your to be part of your crew, be part of that. Mm. Um and then there is still a process of back and forth where maybe they're, you know, well, they're booking an event. So she'll come to me and go like, hey, uh, you've told me if X, Y, Z happens, just book it. Don't worry about it. This time, the, the fourth thing is a little different. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'll, I'll do the gig anyway. I don't yeah. care that it's only grandma's over 80. No problems. I'll, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And, and then she go do it. So I think there is also a model, possible model in there. Possible, where yeah. Because it, it has to be about you, you know. Yes, but mm. also ultimately, yeah, you do want to deflect yourself from some people, mm. not your friends, but at some stage maybe the work is overwhelming or it gets too much or now right. I'm blathering. But Steve, what do you think right. about well, uh, sales it's, it's in this It's not regard? a completely, um, you know, you, there are some good, very good points in here where just like with within sales itself, it's kind of interesting. You were bringing up the fact that I had seen you over there, and I saw you, Justin. And I wanted to say I hadn't seen Justin in a while, and we really hadn't talked much since probably 2019 when I first met him. Mm-hmm. And I knew who you were because I had just talked with Bob about you a couple times mm-hmm. prior. Just like, hey, man, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, you need to use him. That's what he would say. He was, of course, <laughs> Bob's Bob. great behind every, behind the scenes, cheering for everybody and helping everybody, but. That's where I got in. And then, I mean, let's, that's the part of the salesman, like external person that I mm. am anyway, running around trying to say hey to everybody. Mm. And like you said, you want, well, I want to try to make everybody feel comfortable. And I don't want to ever come off feeling like the dickhead, but I'm sure there's like, oh, here comes Steve with his Steve isms. He's going <laughs> to tell us the same story 15 <laughs> times from the last party. You know, here comes yeah. old Steve. He's going to tell us the same story he told us 35 minutes ago because he's had two beers and can't remember. <laughs> so, I mean, I try, you know, we all are going to have our own little things. But mm. when you're genuinely caring about uh, making friendships and, and relationships, that's going to go through. It's going to be fine. Mm. But at the same time. The thing that Lewis really um, is talking about here is how do you we you can't go along forever just doing it probably the way you're doing it. Um, I think about it like how do you scale this into something that's more maybe Mm -hmm. and um, his approach isn't just about put it's, it's, it's a little bit of putting a good gatekeeper in front of you because you can go and then still build those relationships with the good clients and let's face it, it's also a way to actually put some, turn your clients that don't know the process, it turns them into good clients, mm-hmm. or it keeps the people that, like you say, are wanting 8 and 15 revisions that wind up costing you more, it pretty much prevents them from getting in the door, mm-hmm. and then it's on them. It's never like, well, I just won't work for you. It's, right. well, I couldn't. And then the fact that you have somebody else is always going to be uh, people wish, will know that at the point that's a business thing. Like mm-hmm. you can't go to say anything that you need a service professionally done. How many people, how many times you go somewhere and you're like, well, I don't like your price. Right. You know, yeah. right. Or with or, anything. Yeah. Right? Like I did some work for somebody a few weeks ago and uh, I did a banner and uh, logo and stuff for them like like two years ago and he reached out wanting some new stuff the price is much different he's like so 
are you sure? Did you get your numbers right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, see, this is how where the friend in me comes alive. You'll hear this. So he told me, he was like, so last time you charged me like 80 bucks for these. And now they're like 180 for the logo intro, whatever. And I'm like, well, (laughs) I said, first, I'm not in the same position as I was two years ago. I have much more on my plate. So time is money. You know, I said two PayPal, you know, I mentioned this to you, Steve, like PayPal started, uh, taxing everything pretty much uh through business accounts so it's like i have to figure that out and general inflation that's been happening in the last year two years like i'd never want to be the guy to raise my prices because like i like where they're at personally like could they be more would people pay more maybe but like i don't want to test the waters there because i feel like i don't feel like the time i'm putting is worth that maybe like i don't want to i don't want to come off like i'm scamming people because that's not what i'm doing like and um so uh, so real quick, I know you have a thought, but hold on. So, um, that's fine. Yeah, I'm laughing. Yeah. That's all right. So basically it's like no, 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 I told him that and he was like, well, like I kind of figured like with inflation and stuff, like it'd be like a $30 difference maybe, but not like 105. And I was like, hey, tell you what I said, I'll take $30 off one fifty. He's like, okay. I said, okay. And we walked away happy. It's fine. But like mm-hmm. stuff like that, like that's, my biggest thing like again like you said you're not gonna walk into walmart and be like uh this plunger is way too much i'm gonna pay half and it's like it's a good plunger now now it's more in demand than it was two years ago yeah and and i i mean i'm constantly struggling with this i have had and this is like i've had people that like they um like my rates i'm like look man do it now because in six months they're going up. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like I can't sit at this. And most people mm-hmm. want quotes and I'm like, well, this is your range. And mm-hmm. most end up at this price range. And I know it does make some people not want to do that. But at the same time, you have to put a value on your own time so that, yeah. um, because again, then my work's kind of the same way. You don't really know a lot of times what you're getting into. Some of these right. repair jobs and restorations are pretty straightforward. Mm. Other ones can have, a whole can of worms you're opening you never you don't know what you're getting into mm-hmm. and to try to quote somebody a, a simple rate on that is not not easy no um and then other people like they think they want to get all this work done and then like you say you start doing the work and then they're like oh well i don't really want to pay all that for all that yeah, work. Right. like hey that's perfectly fine but just realize that's the rate and then like I mean, I had another guy that wanted to get a bunch of a smaller P- CRTs reworked. Tons mm-hmm. of work done to them. New yeah. tubes, new cap kits. And, I mean, this is like, and I, and I had to basically tell him, I said, look, you're welcome to do this work, but this is the price for it. And the reason is it's so much work. It's actually more than these items are worth. Yeah. This is just crazy. I said, this is passion. If you really mm-hmm. want to put the money into it, you can. That's like what I'm doing. I like, said, people but I, aren't, yeah. If you don't, mm-hmm. then you're welcome to do it yourself kind of thing and learn. But Mm -hmm. I can't, like you said, a couple years ago, my rates were different because I was learning Mm -hmm. and creating a craft and I wasn't doing it full time. Whereas like, I'm sure it's the same thing for you. You were starting off learning a craft, building a business and a reputation. And during that time, you're not allowed to charge the most because then people will laugh at you. What have you done? Right. Yeah. But if you, charge a reasonable amount and then people actually go like well what has this person actually done and then they go back they go whoa look at all this stuff this guy's actually done yeah I, i'm actually enti- enticed to pay him because maybe he's the best in the 
planet at mm-hmm. what he's doing, right? Well, it's interesting Maybe because I just found like, him and he's actually valuable. Yeah. Like I feel bad putting a number on it in general because like it's it's a digital art form. You know, it's not like I'm sending you a package of with something tangible, but it's like at some point you have to realize it's a business, you know? And um hours. Huh? He's selling hours. Oh yeah. He's selling yeah. hours. Time, That's what you're selling. Yeah. And so like Yeah. In my head, like, I, I just feel bad. But it's, like, even in, like, social events, like, at Retro World, I, meeting everybody, I'm bad at social stuff in the beginning. Like, you, maybe you noticed I was a little awkward in the beginning meeting you probably or whatever. Like, I, I was following Justin around like a puppy dog. But it's, like, once I'm there and once I talk to people originally, like, in a group, then eventually, like, it's fine. Like, I, I get comfortable, like, the girl that night. But, like... At like this, it's online. Like, you know, you guys are both very welcoming and warm people, and I love that. But it's like, you know, I already know Steve. It's my first time talking to you. Uh, but it's like, it's really just more so me getting comfortable that way. But like, I think that's why the online thing is working pretty well because I don't have that awkward barrier of interaction at the beginning because I fumble. I will. I'll admit that. I literally am so bad at that at the beginning. But it's like, you know, talking to people there. It's like, hey, what do you do? I'm not going to be like, oh, I do YouTube thumbnails. I can do yours. Because it's like, I just feel like, <laughs> I feel like sometimes it comes off too sales pitchy. Um, but mm. like, actually, this is a random story. But do we have time for something else real go. quick? Go, 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 okay. go, go. So uh, have you guys ever seen Impractical Jokers? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it like, doesn't ring a bell. For Lewis. No. Okay. So it's, um, well, it's like a. It's like a comedy quartet, basically. Like in New York, they live in Staten Island. Um, they basically just humiliate each other in public. Uh, they have hidden cameras, that kind of show. I loved that show growing up so much. Um, it was like, it, it. my childhood was like, the teen years were not great at all. Home life was like, eh. Um, but like that kind of kept me sane, that show. Uh, so I just loved it. I was always there every Thursday night, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, ready to watch it. And um, anyway, so what? Uh, one of them left the show just in December and he's touring now a comedy show elsewhere. So he's going to be in town in December uh, in my area. So I was like, okay, well I'm going to go see him, but here's the funny part. So I looked at his YouTube channel and I'm like, man, you need some thumbnails. And so <laughs> he has a meet and greet. Now hear me out. He has a meet and greet. Um, and I bought it because I'm going to do a bunch of like banners and thumbnails and stuff as like a sales pitch, but form it like, Hey, you made my childhood. Here's some files if you want to use them. But in there, it's going to be like socials and all that to reach me too, because like his marketing just needs help. And it's like, I want to help him. That'd be fun. Oh, you're giving it as a gift to him. Did I understand? Like you're making, Hey, that's interesting. I was about to, I I I thought you were like going to, you were going to like say, Hey, if you need a thumbnail, come you no. can pay me and I'll do a thumbnail. No, no you're giving them as a gift yes. to, the, to that guy. Okay, that's because and, like and, it's, it's and an interesting you just approach. The whole thing into a tax yeah. a taxable right. Amen. <laughs> there, Lewis. That's right. The event has the event oh, has oh, now oh, become oh, a oh. marketing event. So all expenses from the event become minus the bottom line. So there you go. <laughs> I thought about that's that because it's like I love that show and no, I love that, that is guy. that's true. That's and I was like, yeah, that's oh, that's a good it. idea. And it's like, I want to just I think the, build the network. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, the thought, I think I would leave that that last discussion we're having about money and all of that. Look, and, and look, I know, Mason, you know a lot of people. So I'm more like sort of giving some general thoughts to people that are listening. And maybe they are similar to you. They worry that they're coming off salesy or worried that they're coming off too strong or something like that. 
And and I know that my my the Lewis Ezrin solution was hire a sales manager. And I know not everybody is in that position or feel mm-hmm. comfortable to that or is even appropriate for your work. But I would say to someone like that, what I get a lot from my sales manager is just advice and a good perspective. I respect her, mm-hmm. I trust her opinion, and that she'll say, "No, Lewis, you you're actually worth thri- you know, twice as much." Mm-hmm. Or do this way and to have someone in your life that you would listen to who could give you that advice to be like no 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 don't it's not a thousand two thousand for that really right. really and you know and, and at least maybe you don't do it but at least somebody is telling you that that you genuinely trust and because mm-hmm. i know some i could see someone like you mason the it kind of goes up easy and you're like oh no no but i want to be friendly oh no no i just want to do that and someone who's like real close who can give you those truths i think mm-hmm. um, yeah and whether you you know take them on board or not it's totally up to you yeah. so and it's like i've had um, have someone me. you know seek out mentors yeah, yeah. that's like it the doesn't have to be too. somebody that works for you either right I mean, absolutely yeah, 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 yeah my yeah, last story my yeah, yeah my last story would have been i had uh the arcade i had to go fix an arcade machine last week a, a mortal Kombat machine and it's for a local person that i know at a bar and i had to give him an invoice and I gave him this invoice, and uh, he looked at it, and I was like, I don't know that. I felt like he kind of like was turned off by my invoice, you know, like maybe he thought it was too much or a little bit. But mm-hmm. I went back and talked to my wife, and she's like, Oh no, you're crazy. That's cheap, you know, <laughs> for what you did. And I was like, Yeah, you're right, because I did kind of cut him. Mm-hmm. I was like, That's even like twenty five percent less than what I have to charge mm-hmm. people online. Yeah. This is somebody locally that was like a family relative. Mm-hmm. Uh, referral but you still uh, and I don't think it was actually that way I think I was just looking at him thinking trying to play yeah, mental okay, gymnastics yeah. Yeah, that weren't really there you mm-hmm. know so but there's never a problem with something where like you're going to run into something like that where you go well is this a fair invoice and then mm-hmm. you just it's always good to have somebody that you can right. look at and like, have a clear discussion mm-hmm. with like I've talked to Bob about it a little bit in certain situations and he's like, dude, raise your prices. And I'm like, like he says, he doesn't say raise, but he's like, people would pay more. And it's like, he said that maybe twice. And I'm like, I've, I've heard that from a good handful of people. And it's like, I don't, I mean, I, I understand that's kind of the reception people are giving, but also like, I feel bad. It's, it's totally like, well, you shouldn't feel bad. I think you should just preface it like this. Like, Hey, look, man, you get, you're getting me at a good rate right now, so use yeah. it while you can because yeah. eventually you're probably right. I probably will have to raise my rates. Yeah. So well, it's really something you could turn into that because there's going to become a day where there's going to something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to you're going to have to pay for some new license on some software. You're yep. going to have to expand and get more hard drive space. You're going to need to Children. do something. What? Sorry. Right. Huh. Not this house. week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, for sure. It's all it's all something. Um, you don't again. You don't want to be priced too low, but you also don't want to be priced too high. Right. It's sure, good, absolutely. It's yeah. good to be. Oh yeah. It's it's absolutely. fine to be there. But yeah, just, I forgot to talk about this other parts of the story I was telling earlier. Um, I've had people. There was somebody that came to me and they're like, "Hey, how much are your thumbnails?" I told him. He's like, "Oh my gosh, is that it?" I was like, "Yeah." He said, "I was paying my last guy fifty bucks each," and I'm like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> right. But it's like I could never justify paying that for a YouTube a YouTube thumbnail. Like never, I'm never going to yeah, charge yeah, it's that because that's expensive. Because yeah. like even my channel doesn't make that much money right. on a video, and it's like, like most of these people, it's no a way. passion project for them. So it's like, 
I factor that in too because it's like some people do it full time, but like you know those people bringing in the money to pay for the thumbnails. But whereas like say some home arcade people and stuff, like people are totally just buying into their hobby and like they're getting money from YouTube, mm-hmm. so it's all taxable. But still, like I don't feel like it's worth like. I don't want people to come to me and think it's not worth what they're getting out of it, you know? Absolutely. And that's that, that comes back again, the thing we were talking about, the sliding scale. Mm. And it's that, and that balance of the sliding scale in creativity that real good to advertise prices, very good for customer understanding. Yeah. But it's never going to be like that. There's always the first guy or the guy you like or someone like that. And then a bigger company. And you said you don't want to, uh, you said you, you want to make it flat and you don't want it to be based off number of views right. or likes or subs yeah. or something like that. And true, true, true. Maybe because maybe subs is too harsh of a scale, but you'll have maybe. a scale, you know, that guess what? Linus tech tips got a little bit more money. His clips generate so many thousands that yeah. yes, totally fine to pay 50 more. bucks. Yeah. Right? Totally yeah. fine to pay 50 bucks for a clip. Yeah. Now, but of course you don't get access to your customers uh, analytics no. necessarily no. or very rudimentary things. So mm. how to create that? I, I look, I don't have a formula yeah. for that. It's something that as you feel yourself, you, yeah. you have to wing it, but then that balances off to the, well, how do you explain your intuition and yeah. sliding scale of pay of intuition to it's, the customer who's like, I want to from advertisers the way that the advertisers that will approach you and say well um Mm. i have i'd like to approach you for marketing but i need to see your um video they'll still ask for an analytics package or something Mm -hmm. so there's i guarantee you that if there's some there are probably some companies that are bigger right that are doing what you're doing mason and if they get approached by somebody who if i had five million subs and i said i would like to approach you about doing thumbnail work a lot of them probably do have a scale where it's like what's your analytics based on these videos how many people is this reaching because you're getting to a large enough scale where it's nowhere near a fair value of what you would be at your flat rate Mm. for something that is having an impact and actually generating way more yeah well actually uh, yeah what about return what about on the other side? This can't like this a formula of subs can't go on forever. Someone with ten million subs, like no, I want a one point two five percent cut of all your subs. Like well, it would have to be like that's going to have an upper bound of a video mm-hmm. because even Linus paid tech tips, I probably wouldn't pay pay more than fifty bucks even if I was Linus, right? Well, you there's know, always at some be a point cap, right? it's not worth yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, it's, there's a cap. Right, yeah, 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 there right. will always be a cap, and then with Linus, he probably. I mean, I talked to Shank. He said he has 60 employees. I'm sure a few of wow. them are the ones working on the thumbnails. Yeah. So sure, yeah, I bet you that's in house. Mm-hmm. But it's a good example. There's not everybody's like that. As an like example, that. yeah. yeah. Well, but, then, like, uh, but there is a, a point where, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. Mason. No, I'm uh, no, uh, okay. I was done. I was just going to say, like, on the flip side to that again, going back, uh, you mentioned like the big, big channels, 5 million subs or whatever. Um, two years ago. I got hired on with The Things. It's a YouTube channel. Like pop culture, like TV, whatever, doing thumbnails. Mm -hmm. But they had like 30 people doing them probably. And they were 15 bucks each. And at that point, I was like, okay, whatever. You know, it sounds like it could be decent. 
I didn't realize, like, if we're talking about picky people, like, they're a whole corporation. I don't care what I'm going to say here. Like, they were mm. so freaking picky. It was unreal. Like, the green wasn't the right hue. Make it a little, like, three hexes over. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, like it was crazy. And, like, it's literally, like, a picture of they want, like, for example, like, it was, like, um, uh, what's it called? Cinder, not Cinderella, uh, Alice in Wonderland. So they have the remake with Tim Burton, right? Um, and they had like the original movie. So the the video thumbnail I was doing was like a comparison between the movie frames and the the trailer. So they wanted um their they had a whole package con- contained with like um their model for thumbnails and stuff. So I was looking at that, trying to guide it, you know. Um, so they wanted. And I literally quote from this is like, they want the exact same pose between the trailer and the picture for the comparison. I get that. You're not, it's not the same. It is not the same pose. And now this is a live action compared to an animated movie. Like they want the same scene, whatever, like, but then you do it and they're like, oh, she's not looking in the camera. And I'm like, I can't tell Alice to look at the camera for this thumbnail. (laughs) What do you want me to do? And so, like, that got to be meticulous, like, to the point, I was putting, like, two hours in one. I was like, okay, I, on my birthday that year, I was like, "Mm, I can't do this anymore. They're like, oh, is everything okay? I was like, it's not worth my time. Bye. You know? But I felt so bad doing that. But, like, they had, like, five million, though. I'm like, if it's 15 bucks for, you know, it's going to go get, it's the type of videos they'll publish, like, eight a day and get, like, a few thousand each, probably, at the start. And then it'll build up slowly. But, like, some of it's just not worth it. So I've learned in, in time that just doing it on my own has been more beneficial so far anyway. Mm, but fair enough. I don't know. Like I love the online stuff and I'm trying to do like local things too. Like the college, like I said, I just bought a new drone <laughs> tax write off um, a couple oh, weeks cool. ago. So that I'll yeah. be here early October to do real estate videos with uh, locally. Oh, dope. So, yeah. yeah. So like I'm, I'm really, I'm building a new website right now, actually not like right now, but like in the process of doing it. Um, it's like I'm over here just typing. Uh, no, but basically you work like, so hard. It wouldn't surprise me. No, no, it's all good. But, um, basically like I'm trying to get a formula for like each of these pages, like UI design. I've done a lot of with the ad games. I did that for t- uh, it's like 10 months. I loved it. Uh, there's just so many things I like to get my hands dirty with, with this field. It's like it, the possibilities are endless and you're never going to learn everything, but that's the best part about it. So nice. All right, so let's get yeah. here one real quick second. What is the best way uh, for someone to reach out to you? And also, why don't you take a second and um, just go through maybe a list of the things. We know we talked about thumbnails, mm-hmm. but you do other things normally. Yeah. If you want to mention any of that, that would be sure. great. So, uh, yeah. so you can reach me at Mason Conrad on Twitter. Uh, it's without the first O, so just M-A-S-N Conrad. Um, I do YouTube thumbnails, branding packages, like logos, profile pictures, animated intros and cards. Um, that's just on there. Like I'll do social media marketing stuff, make 30 posts a month for you for a fixed rate. Um, stuff like that. I mean, like any UI design, if people watching this, like, like that kind of stuff, like, you know, I'll do mock-ups and, you know, wireframe anything for you. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, lots of Photoshop, anything yeah. Photoshop. Um, I'll put your head on a horse if you want. Whatever. We'll make it happen. <laughs> but <laughs> Bob's going to get excited. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one. Yes. That's a, a joke custom, for if you stayed one hour calendar. 45. <laughs> then you get the Bob horse joke here <sighs> in the episode. Good one. Mason, thanks very much. Thank for, you so much for, for having me, on, guys. Mate. This was fun. Was yeah. Cool. Thanks for discussion. Thanks, Steve. You're doing good. Uh, Steve, how you doing? You got a busy week? 
Go fast. Oh yeah, busy week. I'm about to go get my. Uh, I've been trying to get my fleet of vehicles ready for the winter. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got a new car. This? New. I had to go get tires and a new windshield on another one. So they're done with that. But uh, uh man, CRTs. They're just like rolling in here and rolling out. I don't know what's going on. I keep wondering when we're going to run out of CRTs, but I guess everybody's just bought them already, and now it's just they're all going to need repairing. So that's They're all good. coming to you. All right. Thanks very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Thank Mason. You. Thank, Thank you, you, everyone, for watching. See you next time.